One of the greatest obstacles to crafting health and wellness is identifying and controlling inflammation. It's at the core of all complex and chronic diseases, and it's the driving mechanism that underlies the most common symptoms that people like you struggle to overcome. Join us as we explore cutting-edge science and research to give you the information and tools you need to create the quality of life you want and deserve. And now, here is the host of Inflammation Nation, Dr. Stephen Noseworthy. Hey guys, we're in part 13 of the functional health, or I should say the functional hierarchy of health, where we're talking about a framework that helps us sort out what problems are more important to fix earlier than others. Um, and note that I said earlier, not that we wouldn't address them or wouldn't get to them at some point. Um, and what I mean by that is, since our bodies are designed with some functions that are more fundamental than others, um, it makes sense to fix those more fundamental things before we, we focus on things that are less fundamental. And it doesn't mean that those less fundamental things are less important in the larger scheme of things, just that some things are more urgent than others. And perhaps that's the best way to state this or to talk about this, where urgency and importance are two dimensions of, let's call it clinical problem solving. These two dimensions have to be considered when deciding which problems to fix first, second, third, and so on. Now, in the business world, there is a decision-making framework called the Eisenhower Matrix. And I'm talking about Dwight Eisenhower, uh, who was U.S. president during World War II. And obviously, he had to make decisions that not many people have to make. <laughs> now, Eisenhower, Eisenhower prioritized his tasks on a daily basis um, by evaluating them on, on the combination of urgency and importance obviously as it relates to the long-term goal of stopping Hitler. Um, and it's important to know that this only makes sense if you have a long-term goal that matters more than anything else. And with that in mind, every decision that you make about your health should be geared to making your long-term health goals come to fruition. Imagine if Eisenhower woke up one day in the middle of World War II, and instead of uh, leading the allied nations, he decided it was time to mow his lawn. <laughs> Ridiculous example, but you get the point. Obviously, he has, he has things that are far more urgent and more important that he had to do. I like to take Eisenhower's matrix and apply it to health and longevity, which allows me to look at someone's case and make quality decisions about what needs to be done sooner rather than later. And this is important, again, because you're going to hear that no matter what your problems are, you have to fix the gut before anything else. Or you might hear that you, you should always do a detox first or something else, like fill in the blank. And what we have out there are all of these competing views about what is most important to do first, as if there's only one way to do things, and that's guaranteed to work for everyone, which simply is not correct. But just like Eisenhower, you have or you should have a long-term goal in view to be able to use the Eisenhower matrix for yourself, right? And the, this entire series of a functional hierarchy of health presupposes that while anyone, you, obviously wants to have your current symptoms to get better or to go away, whatever they are, it just kind of presupposes that really you're, you're interested in more than just suppressing your symptoms. 
and you're really more interested in long-term health, quality of life, and longevity, not simply symptom control or symptom suppression. And I tell my one-on-one -on -one clients all the time that while I want to help them get rid of their fatigue or their brain fog or their bloated, bloated belly or whatever, it does them no good for me to help them do that over the next, say, five months or so, only to have them die of a heart attack in 10 years. So my thinking is always split between two timelines. In the short term, say over a five to six month period, I want people to feel better and function better and, and to be able to tell me that their core symptoms are significantly better, if not completely resolved. But I want to do things during that five or six month time frame that set them up for quality of life, protects their health span, gives them longevity, the things that are really long term important or important in the long term. There's a famous anthropologist, Ashley Montague, once said that the idea is to die young as late as possible. Think about that. Die young as late as possible. And this speaks directly to the idea of quality of life sustained over many years. You may also have heard another quote, I would rather add life to my years than years to my life. The point being that if you, and here's another one, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And that last quote is from a famous former NFL player turned head coach, Chuck Pagano. So my advice to you is to ask yourself, what are you focused on? Are you focused on symptom control because you're so dang miserable? Or are you focused on dying young as old as possible? If the former being control about being controlling systems symptoms then you know honestly maybe conventional medicine and pharmaceuticals are what you're looking for nothing can suppress your symptoms quickly like medications can but medications won't do that without in most cases some kind of long-term consequence and perhaps some short-term ones as well and if you haven't heard me say this before i'm not one of these across the board, anti-drug doctors who believe that nobody should ever take a medication. And on the contrary, right? They can be exactly what someone needs because I firmly believe that with all the tools in the healthcare toolkit, it's about choosing the right tool for the right job at the right time. But if your focus is not just to control the symptoms that are robbing you of your quality of life, if you have arrived at the place where you know that the best game to play is the long game of health and longevity, like adding not just years to your life, but life to your years. And if you're willing to be patient, to work through a process, to make changes that need to be made, to do the hard work of letting go of bad habits and forging new healthy ones, then I would say to you that functional medicine in some form is your better option. But as this entire series proposes, where do you start when it seems like everything has hit the fan? So now that we know that we have or should have a long-term vision of who we want to be and the quality of life that we want, let's get back to this idea of the Eisenhower matrix. Some health issues take priority of others because they are both urgent and important. Those are the things that need to be addressed as soon as possible. Going back to the beginning of this series, we said things like 
being anemic or having blood sugar issues fall into this category. They're urgent because they create immediate symptoms, usually a combination of things like fatigue and poor sleep and brain fog that decrease quality of life right now. But while some problems are important to fix, maybe they're not so urgent in the sense that they don't directly create obvious symptoms, or maybe they have or don't have a direct and significant impact on quality of life. For example, somebody might have a low level inflammatory state that's being generated by a combination of mild insulin resistance and perhaps a, a gut dysbiosis. Other problems are urgent because they do create significant symptoms, but maybe they're not important in the sense that they're related to or being caused by a deeper problem that does take priority. For example, some might, someone might have, um, let's say, a leaky gut, which is important. But the more urgent problem for someone might be the fact that they're eating foods that they're sensitive to and have a poorly managed thyroid condition which is why they have the leaky gut in the first place. So just focusing on the leaky gut ignores the deeper underlying problems that are more important, perhaps even more urgent. And finally, some health problems are neither, right? They're neither urgent nor important. And these are the things that really don't need much attention at all and quite often resolve as we fix other problems. So to restate how this works, Urgency relates to the symptom burden and the immediate impact on quality of life, while importance relates to how fundamental a problem is as it relates to core physiology, whether or not a problem is a primary underlying cause or is a secondary problem being caused by something else that's more fundamental or more important. Which brings me to the gut, because that's the next thing in our, in our list of the hierarchy. In many cases, the, the gut is both urgent and important. Problems like SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or irritable bowel, IBS, Crohn's or ulcerative colitis, which, is, which are uh, autoimmune irritable bowel diseases. Right? Sometimes it's urgent, but not so important. The gut, I mean, like when someone's gut symptoms are created by a bad diet. It's more important to fix your diet before you think about, you know, fixing your gut, so to speak. Other times the gut is important, but not urgent. That's when you might have, say, silent infections, such as H. pylori, which predominantly are silent infections. But they do cause both local and systemic inflammatory responses, which amplify problems in other areas of your health. So we have a combination of an important core physiology and the activation of inflammation, but it's a silent problem because there are no symptoms, which means it's not urgent. And while it's rare, especially among people with chronic health issues, it is possible that the gut's not involved at all. It's neither urgent nor important in that case. So why waste time working on a problem that really isn't a problem at all, which flies in the face of all the doctors and healthcare practitioners in the natural world that says, oh, everything begins in the gut and you have to fix the gut first. So as we get into the gut portion of the series, remember this matrix. Remember that in some cases, the gut is exactly where someone should start 
but in other cases it's not right ask ask yourself how bad your gut symptoms are and how badly they affect the quality of your life that will tell you about urgency if you're running to the bathroom multiple times a day and your social life is governed by your gut that's an urgent problem and if your gut issues are a dominant theme and you find out that when your gut is off everything else gets worse in response then your gut is probably important as well as being urgent but if you have that same urgency, <laughs> no pun intended, but your gut doesn't seem to trigger other problems, then maybe it's not as important as it is urgent. And maybe you need to dig deeper to see what is affecting your gut and work on that problem first to see how it improves your gut. Remember that everything exists on a scale and a spectrum. So just because you have some gut symptoms doesn't mean you fix that first, again, despite what many experts will tell you. And I find this application of the Eisenhower matrix, a convenient and practical way to help sort through where for you as an individual person, your gut sits. And maybe that's just a, a long winded way of saying for some people, yeah, it, it's both urgent and important for others. It's important, but not urgent and others it's urgent and not important. And for some other people, believe it or not, it's just not a problem at all. All right, I'm going to leave it there for now just as a brief introduction. You guys know how this whole podcast thing's right works. Hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, share this with everyone you know, and I'll see you on the next episode.